Hello and welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle and resident business coach, serving you straight up business advice to help you start, grow and scale the business of your dreams. to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle and your resident business coach. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about a topic that I struggle with and I know that a lot of other startups, entrepreneurs, freelancers, creatives struggle with as well. And that is the topic of comparison. And I don't know about you guys, but This one shows up in really subtle ways, kind of out of the blue. And I recently had an experience with it. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to figure out what I need to do to get through this kind of comparison spiral. Um, And yeah, then I kind of sat down and wrote some notes and thought maybe somebody else would like to hear it. So if that's you, this is for you. All right. So self Comparison and comparing yourself to others can be a pretty savage downward spiral or as Dr. Marion Piper would say, it could be a upward spiral, a spiral up. And often I think it's probably more likely that it can be used as a, a way to kind of sabotage ourselves and to keep ourselves small and to feed the belief that we're not good enough or we're not worthy enough, uh, that other people have already done it or are doing it better. And that, you know, I know for me, this showed up as like a, why don't I get picked, you know, which is also so dumb because I've just done, I journaled about it this morning and, um, you know, I've just finished this amazing, you know, event with Squarespace that is like a dream come true. And then, you know, less, literally two weeks tomorrow, um, sitting here being like, uh, why Why isn't there more opportunities? Why am I getting people like watching social media and people doing cool things and being like, why well, want more of that? And I think sometimes it can be um, a good thing in a sense of being like a hunger for like I'm ready for more, I want to grow and I want to evolve and I want a new challenge. Uh, but it can also be like, you know, in my instance, it was other people, you know, are getting picked and, you know, it was a bit of a fluke that, you know, I got the Squarespace event. It's wild, right? The mind is so crazy how much it keeps us small. Um, so that was the first thing that I did in comparison to help me overcome this kind of comparison to others that that put me on a spiral downwards was to sit into journal and to go, you know, what's my truth? What's, you know, what's showing up for me? Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Maybe how can I flip it on its head? And I'm going to talk to you about a few different strategies that I've used over the years. And when I kind of sat down and was like, if someone came to me with this idea, what advice would I give? Um, So I'll go through those. But firstly, I kind of just wanted to kick off and start talking about, you know, what is it and, you know, the two ways that it can show up in our lives. And so naturally I went to the dictionary (laughs) to figure out what the hell this thing is. And there's two ways, definitions, which I, you know, there's ways of describing it that I felt like one had a positive connotation and the other one was a negative. 
And so let's start with the negative because it's probably where we all relate to and then we can try and find the good in it. So the first one is um, as an adverb, comparison indicates a degree of superiority or inferiority which is so interesting, right? Because that's instantly how we feel. Well, I felt at least is that, you know, this person's better than me. And it's like, you know, if you almost, you know, ranking system, when that comparison comes up and you see somebody, you know, achieving something that maybe you want for yourself or that, you know, is looks like a really cool opportunity that we instantly put ourselves on a chart, like where would we be charting? Like, okay, we instantly go, okay, they're charting at number one and I'm charting at number 101, you know? And so it's this sense of like, it instantly triggers, you know, I am below and someone is more, you know, superior than me and I'm the inferior, which I think is probably our brain's negative bias. And especially in Australia, we have tall poppy syndrome, but also just a society, I don't know if it's tall poppy syndrome, tall poppy syndrome. But for me, I definitely grew up being like, don't have an ego, like, you know, stop being so boastful. You know, it wasn't wasn't really a society to be like, yes, let's celebrate your wins. Let's talk about the things you did great today. It was just like, oh, don't be so full of yourself, you know. Um, So I think we naturally, you know, assume that someone is better than us. And this is a really interesting topic because I listened to a podcast and I need to go back and find where it was, but it talked about how the charting system is all based on, like it was invented to make money. So if you think of the music chart, which, you know, Sinead O'Connor, my absolute queen, rest in peace, has, was the perfect example of being like, I don't want to be a part of this game. I don't want to um, be on, you know, it doesn't bother me, these number one rankings. But it was actually invented to buy like a magazine, I think it was, the music charts so that they could advise people and say this is what's trending, right? This is what we think has been the most played. And the charts actually started with people ringing around the record stores and saying, how many records have you sold this week of, you know, of the best-selling records? And then they would make a chart out of it and print it in a magazine, which is interesting because it's like the beginning of the algorithm of instead of discovering your own music, you were dictated to by, you know, the charts. Like, oh, this song's number one. It's trending. It's in my algorithm. It's, you know, the magazine said so. And it takes away a bit of like our free will, but it also... I mean, not free will, but like maybe our independent creative thinking and interpretation and taste and desires and we kind of get funneled into this sameness. Um, But it's also interesting because it's created, you know, and we can (laughs) go on about the, you know, capitalism and the industrial revolution, but there is a lot of society that is built on rankings and charts and markers of perceived success. And that's exactly what social media is with its likes and its follows. And I think it's just worth questioning, like, you know, is this, is it, is the chart real? You know, is the ranking, is the superiority or inferiority actually real? Or is that just, you know, where 
we're kind of programmed to say, well, I must have a place on the chart and what number would that be, you know, based on me comparing myself to other people. And so, you know, if we look at the meditation process and, you know, zooming out and journaling, it's like, hang on a second, like I, it, I'm not that person, I can't, can I be compared to that person or there's there's enough for everyone and maybe the chart isn't linear and, you know, or, you know, vertical and up and down of highest and lowest and maybe it's, you know, horizontal where there's a place for everyone and everyone's running their own race and and we all have something unique and different to bring and it doesn't need to be this one pathway of who's going to get there first and who's going to take up the most space and who's going to, you know, earn the most money and, you know, get the one good opportunity. It's like there's so many different opportunities and ways to, you know, achieve success for whatever that means for you. You know, when I notice myself comparing myself to other people, I definitely realize, like, have to check in and be like, do I want that? You know, I don't want to be on social media a lot of the time really sharing my life anymore. You know, I, I like to check in with people and share what's coming up and hear from people who are enjoying the content but it's not as much as like my personal life as any as much anymore so there's this quote that i read from Sinead O'Connor's book the rememberings and it says um awards make some people feel more than and others less than they represent everything that she despises <laughs> uh, and it's not why she's doing it and she another really good quote. I mean, I've got a whole note section here that I'm just reading from. Um, I don't define success as fame or wealth, but the my contract with the Holy Spirit. And for me, I look at that and I'm like, it's her creative energy, the creative, um, yeah, like inspiration of why she does what she does. And I think it was, you know, she was also a woman who refused to accept her awards, her Grammys, because she didn't want to play into that system. And for me, that's so inspiring and so true to um, the world that we live in. It's really counterintuitive to this, you know, uh, world of of likes and follows and and showcasing your success and you know the highlight reel. And you know, it, even if you know you are showing some of the hard times, it can also feed into that you know, people who who don't, who who makes them feel less than, you know. And I think that's something that I always am wary of in my sharing as well of being like, here's where I'm at, but, you know, um, I don't want it to make anyone feel less than. And so how do you share that authentically? And I'll, you know, share a little bit about moving through comparison that social media, I guess, is um, feeding a lot lately and it can be really dangerous because it puts us on that spiral of I'm not good enough and why should I keep trying? Um, but, yeah, I think it's we're, we're, we're our harshest critics and so if, you know, we look at comparison from that first definition, it's the superiority versus the inferior and we're naturally going to put ourselves lower than, you know, even what... I mean, what is this ranking and chart is what I'm trying to say. It's like, let's just throw it out. <laughs> but being aware of the fact that we probably make ourselves, even if there was, you know, we, we naturally go, oh, there's a ranking, where do I sit? Even if we were to come in at like halfway mark, we'd put ourselves at like the low quarter, right? Anyway, that's the bad side of comparison and how um, it kind of shows up and we instantly judge ourselves. 
The good side of comparison, which, you know, is in a lot of religions and spiritual um, practices, which is about a likening. So the second definition of comparison was a likening. And I have used comparison over the years and I'm trying to get better at at kind of flipping this, you know, inferior to the likening. And it's a way in which, you know, religion and societies have idolized and gone, you know, here's this person, like I want to embody them, you know, in the same way that we get on a dance floor and we're like, I want to dance like Beyonce or, you know, RuPaul talks a lot about this in Drag Race around stepping into this persona and this character in drag, but then also having access to that in your everyday life. So it's somebody who is exemplifying to us something that we want more of in our life. And so when we we can actually, instead of going, oh, I'm comparing myself and making myself smaller than this person, I'm actually looking at this person and going, there's a likening there. Maybe it's in their dreams, in their goals, in their persona, in their confidence, in the way, the discipline, their routines, their, you know, relationships. It's can be an opportunity for us to actually go, hang on, this is a likening that I want more of for myself and this person's showing me that it's possible and is now giving me a navigation point that I can start to work towards and say, oh, that's made me hungry. I'm here. There's this opportunity. I didn't even know it existed, right? It, this, this person has got this opportunity. That's something that I would want for myself. Okay, well, now now that I know that and now I know that that's possible, what can I do to start to put myself in a position to receive those opportunities, to create those opportunities for myself as well? I think that's really important is creating and not just sitting. The first comparison is like you kind of go into victim and poor me and I suck and what's the point? The second one is like, a fire in your belly to be like, how can I create this reality for myself? And I think that's a really important point and a reminder to myself as well is that we see somebody go, hey, I've created, you know, this opportunity for myself, but we think that it's been handed to them and that they're lucky and that they're better than us or whatever, right? Um, And what we don't see is that perhaps they saw that opportunity and they went, how can I get it? I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to put myself in a position to create that reality or to create an opportunity for me to be chosen for that. And so I think that's really important is that we notice that, you know, just we probably make it their journey seem easier and unaware that, you know, they've probably worked just as hard. And when you have that likening, you can actually go, okay, this is point A, here I am now, that's a a new goal or standard that I want for myself. So what can I do today to start making that a reality? Okay, so let's jump into how to get out of or manage the comparison when it shows up. Um, And I think to the point of creating your reality, I think it's really important to as quickly as you can see if you can flip it on its head and instead of, you know, putting yourself on that non-existent chart of success that, you know, we've created in our heads or somebody else is projecting onto us so that we stay in a workaholic loop of never stopping to enjoy life or to enjoy our achievements because we're constantly striving to be more 
uh, more dominant or more um, superior to others because that's the society that we live in. It's like power and control and money and the more people that we have influence over, the more, you know, superior we are, which is a bit of a human ego complex. Um, But instead asking yourself, you know, um, is this a healthy comparison? You know, is this a a chart topping or is this a likening and can you flip that first and foremost? Because I think if we can get into that likening stage, then we have the ability to create and to make movement and to to keep moving and not be stifled or small or, or go backwards or to give up because the comparison cripples us. And so it actually allows us to move in the direction of a dream or a goal from an inspired space rather than a place of lack and, com- and competition and there's not enough to go around and this person's already won the race so why should I try? So I think the first step is to yeah evaluate is this a healthy comparison can you flip it to a can you flip it to a nice likening rather than a a negative you know um chart topping thing um and can you take some time to stop and reflect and go well what's alive in me what's this making me feel can you journal that can you talk about it with someone can you meditate what is the thing that's actually going to get to the core of what you're really feeling which is you know what, what is this? Is it that I want that for myself? Is that I not celebrating myself? And there's probably a core message in there when there's emotion alive in you and it's triggering you and it's making you feel something. It's something to be revealed, but you won't get to that if you don't sit and try and listen and you just react and you start to, you know, spiral down or have, um, you know, or give up really. So see if you can calm the voice in your head and get to the core of it by that reflection. Otherwise, the voice is going to run wild and, yeah, spiral you out of any sort of action. And I think this is really important because what you focus on expands and you've probably heard me say that if you've been here before. And one of the things that I did this morning was in my journal practice was to consider what am I in alignment? You know, am I, you know, I realized I hadn't journaled and meditated properly in a few weeks since being really chaotic with the event. And so had been really uninspired by work and just not really motivated. And I was like, maybe I'm just really tired from the event, which I was. Uh, But then this reaction happened of comparison. And so I got up this morning and I realized, you know, I'm not going to go to the gym and going to get myself back into alignment. You know, I've kind of been just flailing around and, you know, it's kind of, you know, sitting and waiting for things to come to me and instead sat down and was like, well, what's, what do I want to do next? What's my direction? Not what, you know, other people are doing. You know, what do I want to talk about? Which is, you know, where this podcast came out, which felt really nice to sit and actually go, you know, what have I got to say? And journaled myself and had this process and then being able to have the clarity to sit and create content, which is exciting because that doesn't always come when you're tired. I think the thing that I'm also really learning with comparison and once you kind of set your goal and go, you know what, that's a likening and that's something that I want for myself, I often then go to like how does it 
how's it going to make me feel? Is it going to make me feel like I'm serving more people or that, you know, I've got a challenge to write a book or that I really want to use my skill set of, of podcasting and speaking on stage and that's what makes me feel alive and it's like it's how I want to be spending my days and I want to be paid for that and that's my primary work and, you know, I want to be telling more stories. And coming from that place of my purpose and my why rather than just a measurable, you know, tick box of a goal. And so when I do that, I realize that it might not necessarily be the exact thing that the other person has shown to me that, you know, is possible, but it's that I want something, you know, the that puts me on a stage or allows me to, you know, work alongside certain people or whatever that is, have fun, you know, doing these bigger challenges. And that's my personal goal. And so I think it's really important to then from that place surrender to how that's going to happen or what that might look like. And I think for me, and I've learned this over the years, is when you want something, it's easy to also then be like, I want it now and I'm going to create it and I'm going to I'm going to map out every step that's going to get me there. And I think there's definitely validity in taking a step in the direction of your dream and your goal and being like, okay, well, what do I need to do to put myself in that position? But there's also real merit in surrendering to it unfolding. Once you have a clear intention and you're attached to the feeling and the purpose as to why you want to achieve something, that's more important and it'll come in a way that you least expect it. And to help with comparison and to trust that, because sometimes it's really hard to be like, well, why isn't it happening for me? You can actually look back and go, where's an example of where amazing things have happened and my dream has come true in a way that I least expected it and that I couldn't have predicted it and I couldn't have planned it and I couldn't have possibly even known that that person existed or that company would need me or that this person was following me and reached out and saw this, you know, and had budget to spend on this event. So often you can set your clear intention and the feeling and the purpose and not necessarily know how it's going to come about and looking into the past about how you got to where you are and those little miracles and examples of, you know, things unfolding and, you know, these what feels like sometimes magical ways um, is a reminder that life is unfolding for our highest good and that, you know, it's it's made to to make life is meant to continue. It's, it's number one purpose is life is meant to expand and to grow and to evolve and to continue living and continue innovating and um, passing on our genes and our knowledge. And that's what we're programmed to do. And that's what, you know, the universe is programmed to do. So there is a a force that is working for our good, that is helping us to uh, achieve those goals and to make them a reality. And it it's not always up to us to figure out the logistics and the plan of that, but to trust that, you know, we're, if we set that intention, then, you know, we can start to see ways to bring that to life. And we, we also start to resonate with that energy where people will come to you. And I see this all the time with my speaking gigs is 
that people and some coaching clients have said it to me as well as like, you know, I felt really magnetized to you or, you know, we're creating this event and we thought you're the, you know, we need you to talk about side hustles. Um, and so when you start to get that clarity and that alignment and you set that clear intention, you hold a resonance and you act in a way that is super clear for other people to put you forward for opportunities or to, to come to you to help you help get you to help them with what they need. And another thing that I did to help me with moving through comparison this morning was to make a list of the things that I'm grateful for. Because I think that, you know, Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot, you know, when we're wanting and longing and grasping and, you know, desiring something that we haven't yet got, like too much of that is you know, is creating a lack, you know, that's a that's coming from a place of lack and not enough. Whereas if we sit in a place of gratitude and we thank we're thankful for all the things that we have and that we have achieved and how far we've come and the little celebrations in life that, you know, whether it's relationships or you know, my parents were constantly reminding us that we had a roof over our head and we had clean water and, you know, if we were lived in a safe environment. So those constant little daily gratitudes that help you to actually stop being like, you know, who am I? Like, what? don't be a brat, Kayleen. <laughs> That's pretty much how I talk to myself. You know, like, look how far you've come and to keep longing and wanting for the next thing is just going to create misery rather than sitting in the present moment and celebrating. Hang on, two weeks ago I was on stage with, you know, some inspiring speakers hosting this event of my dreams and it's how easy it is to to forget that and to want to move on and have to keep, you know, on the treadmill of what's next, what else do I have to do and how much we're going to miss out on our life and our celebrations and integrating. Actually, when I just reminds me when I've done some research about flow states, like, and I've probably talked about it on the podcast before, but a flow state is like, you know, you get into this, like everything's working and amazing. But then once you kind of up level, you actually need time to integrate. You need time to to rest and restore and allow that new level of standard and achievement to integrate um, and to not rush back to your old reality, but to go, I've upskilled here. I've, I've moved forward and I'm moving into this new reality and I need time for my body to, yeah, pro- to, you know, let that program sink in and then open up to, to new realities and, and new opportunities rather than running back to my kind of known Um, All right. So I think that is about everything for now. I hope that helps with comparison. Um, Go easy on yourself. See if you can shift it from likening to rather than, you know, a superiority complex or self-doubt and, you know, and inaction Um, and find ways to celebrate how far you've come as well. And don't be afraid to take action. So once you see that likening and you see that, definitely what's something you can do to move in that direction? Get a mentor, get a coach, get a, you know, reach out to someone who can say, you know, here's where I am, here's where I want to go, how can I get there? You know, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to, you know, because often it's also really hard to set that dream and that goal and then take a piece of action and go, well, why hasn't it happened yet? And then all of a sudden you're back in this self-doubt spiral. So having the people around you to help you 
no, yes, you are moving and yes, it's happening and keep trusting and don't give up. You know, consistency is such a huge key to success. And so stay in your own lane, do it your way. Yes, take action. Don't measure yourself against other people's success or perceived success, but come back to your purpose and your why and what is it that you want and then what do you need to do to put yourself in that position and start to create that reality rather than sitting around and being like, well, if that person got handed this opportunity, then why aren't I? It's like that person's probably gone out and worked for it, which is what I'm going to do today and figure out what I'm, is my, in my alignment, what's the dreams and my goals and how can I start to work towards that or put myself in a position? Where do I need to upskill? Who do I need to contact to help me um, grow and evolve and to take things up a notch in my own personal goals? And this is for my goals, right? Like what is it that for me and evolving as as a human and in my career, not because I want to copy somebody else, but because I have now realized or been shown that there's that's what I want to do. This is the direction that I want to take. And so now I'm really clear on that direction. What do I need to do to put in place to help me to keep moving in that direction, to not shrink back to my old reality, to believe that it's possible and to find people who have made it possible for themselves or for other people and to get their help to help me to get there. All right, guys, look forward to hearing what you think. Have a great day and go easy on yourself. Bye.